Welcome, you're listening to the Teen Life Survival Guide Podcast. This podcast is intended for teens that want to grow in their faith and learn how to be better followers of Christ. But honestly, it's open to whoever wants to listen and join in the fun. If you have any topic requests, email us at teenlifesurvivalguide at gmail.com. And lastly, just so you know, we typically use the New American Standard Bible if you wanted to know what Bible we use. What's up, guys? I hope you're doing well. Our podcast topic of the day is identity. And as per usual, let's start with a prayer. Lord, we love you. Lord, we trust you. Lord, you are good. Lord, you give us life that's everlasting. And God, I pray as we learn about our identity and who we are, that we see the truth and we block out all the false things about who we think we are. And we go down to the roots and see that who we are is yours. And that's where our identity comes from, Lord. Help us see our true identity our true worth, how much you love us. And God, let us plug your truth in our heart. So as we go out into the world and when people threaten our identity or the devil taps into our insecurities, that we can combat it with your words and know that no one can steal our identity because you gave your life on the cross for it. And we are so thankful for that. And we are so blessed to be able to come together today. God, give us your wisdom. Um, and give us, send down the Holy Spirit to where we could do your works and help others see Christ. In your name we pray, amen. All right, so again, I kind of went back and forth, you know, with this podcast because we just did one on self-worth and self-worth um, to me has a lot of the same characteristic as identity because our self-worth comes from whose we are in Christ. Um, not what we do as Christians, but whose we are um, as Christ. And I'm not going into that because there's a whole podcast on that. And identity is also found in Christ. And so they are very similar. But at the same time, the more I'm going through the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to see that we really have an identity crisis. Um, and it's painful to watch. Um, a lot of times, like I said in our last podcast, we have all these insecurities and there are weaknesses. We're human and we're going to have sins. But the reason we typically sin is because of our insecurities. And, and usually those inner insecurities threaten our, our identity. And so a lot of that goes hand to hand. I was um, talking about this the other day and I plan on doing at my church I'm doing a, a retreat on Encanto um, and Encanto really is a good movie if you want to learn about identity and why it's important to know your identity and not put your identity based on your talents and gifts and we'll get to actually I'll talk about Encanto a little later but as we've been reflecting on this identity topic um, someone shared with me that unfortunately someone they knew that was in college overdrank and um, went into a coma and was probably not going to make it. And whenever they told me that, the only thing that went through my mind is that they don't know their identity. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, you know, I think of college kids, high school kids, people in general, um, you know, a lot of times when we drink, and it's not just drinking, but a lot of times when we drink and we're drinking to that extent, it's for a couple reasons. We're either finding our identity and people pleasing, um, like, oh, I got to be known as the party animal for people to like me. Or, oh, if I drink this much, you know, people will think I'm cool. And so we're trying to find our identity in that or, oh, this person's doing it. So, you know, I have to do it. However you want to word it, it's all the same thing. But we find our identity in that. Or sometimes, you know, the devil has attacked our identity so much and we feel like we're worthless. So then we drink um, because we're worthless and we're doing it to numb pain. But it's all based on our identity and who we think we are based on a worldly culture. Um, and that is what is so tricky, especially in high school. And even as an adult, um, God gave me kind of the perfect example of this in my life. So, you know, as always, I um, try to be an open book, especially 
um, when it's just my personal life. Again, when it gets to other people getting intertwined in my personal life, I try not to share their business. But um, when it's mine, here we go. Open book. Um, God showed me that, you know, I struggled with this identity crisis and I didn't even know. And it's funny because we should never compare. But, you know, most people would see me as a very devoted Christian, devoted to God. And I am. That's what I try to be. That's what I want people to see me as. Um, I try every day to, you know, do my best to reflect that and be the light of Christ. But that doesn't mean I'm not human. It doesn't mean I don't fall short. And so... I had so many identity crises that I didn't even realize that I let in and let acceptable because it's so easy to do so in this worldly culture. Um, and so I'll kind of give you the ones that happened to me and how I got past them. And we kind of talked about a little bit of this, I think, in this, the self-worth podcast, but I'm going to go into it a little bit. Um, growing up, I was a very talented soccer player. So my whole life, people knew that I was a very talented soccer player. And so a lot of people would identify me as that. They'd identify me as the sports chick because I've literally played every sport. I like to go outside, you know, all true things. They are very true things. I love sports. A lot of people, um, as I got older, because I'm a huge Saints fan, identified me as a Saints fan. Um, I love Eric Church country music. So a lot of people still message me every time that Eric Church is coming to town. Also, whenever there was funerals and things like that, it wasn't that I didn't want to have emotions. Um, I was just kind of raised. I don't know why. I didn't cry a whole lot. It just didn't come out right away. Doesn't mean I wasn't sad. What was going on in my head, probably more depressing than people who actually cried and was using their emotions correctly. But, um, you know, I kind of kept things to myself. Well, then it got to be that I was the tough one um, and people were proud of me for it, like proud of me for not crying. So then it got to where, you know, when things went wrong, I felt like I had to be the strong one. I had to be the tough one, that that was my identity and I had to be there for others and kind of not deal with my emotions, not deal with my feelings, but suck them up um, as my identity as a tough person to help others. And although we should think of others before ourselves, um, I still had every right to have my emotions and I didn't let those things happen because it was my identity. Um, then I, you know, I got older and I got a job and in my identity be- kind of became my job. I was a great teacher. Um, and again, I was still playing soccer, played at the college college level did all these things. I'm a very social person. I'm known as loud and outgoing. Um, and so that all those things became my identity. You know, people think I'm funny and I feed off of it. I like when people laugh at me when they don't laugh at me. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, what's going on? I feed off that because because I like to please people. That's one of my weaknesses, which is a good and a bad thing. Okay. It's good to please people. It's good to put others first, but you got to do it in a healthy way and in a godly way, not in a self-seeking way. And so my identity came from all these things. And so what happened is in 2019, um, things shifted and I had my first child. And when I had my first child, if you haven't had a kid before, most of you probably haven't because you are teens listening to this podcast, but you know, you never know, you might have. Um, when you have a kid, you literally become second place. Your whole world changes and you're lucky if you're even really second place. There's really only one place and they get it. Um, but you are not yourself anymore. You don't have time to do the things you wanted to do. You have to put this human ahead of your own needs. It's not that you can't take breaks and it's not that you can't go do things, but for the most part, your needs become second. And so I lived in such a self-identity world where I, you know, needed all this social interaction and I needed all these things, but I found that I didn't have time for all these things that I based my identity off of because now I had a young child. Um, I didn't have time to watch sports. I didn't, uh, my foot, whenever I got pregnant with her in my ninth month, I developed plantar fasciitis, so I couldn't play soccer anymore. So soccer, 
soccer was taken away from me. Um, sports in general were taken away from me. Watching TV, I just didn't have time for those kind of things. So almost all of that was taken away. And then, as you know, baby 2019, you know what happened um, right after that. Not even six months after having the baby, the whole world shut down with COVID. And so then I lost my identity of sports. I lost my identity of even music. I didn't have time for any of that. Um, I lost my identity of all these things. And then my social got taken away. Um, so the only two things I had left was, um, oh, and I switched jobs because for my family, I felt that, you know, being an in-classroom teacher wasn't going to work. So I did PE and I did find some worth in that. But then COVID year happened and um, God called me to volunteer for art. So then that was kind of taken away from me too. It was very dicey. My identity and that was gone. So there was two identities left. Um, and my two identities left that I felt made who I was, was uh, I was a good friend. I always pride myself on being a good friend and I truly try to be. Um, I think I don't always come off that way because it almost comes off as obsessive and annoying. Um, but that's who I am. It's I deeply love and care for people and it comes out wrong um, and it comes out selfish sometimes, but it's me really trying to express those emotions, but I don't know how to express emotions because I hid them in for so long based on one of my identities. But anyway, so I had these two left that I was a good friend and the other one was that I was a damn good Christian. And so what happened is as 2019 goes and 2020 goes, um, I mess up and I sin. I get caught in an embarrassment and an insecurity and I sin. And in that moment, being a good Christian and being a good friend was stripped from me. And I literally felt like I had no identity. Um, and it's one of the main reasons, well, you didn't lose your identity in Christ. I didn't say identity in Christ. I said identity as a Christian. I got so consumed with the part, and God tells us you can't earn heaven um, in the doing, 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 but I got so consumed with I need to be a good person and my competitive edge from being a soccer player and sports fanatic is that I can earn heaven, that I can do things, and you can't. But it got to be that mindset that, yeah, I know I sin, but, you know, I, the devil almost helped me with that one. He makes it easy. Yeah, I sin, but really, I, I don't really do many bad things. Um, I try my best. I'm a good person. Like, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. So I identified myself as a good Christian, but I didn't identify myself in Christ because if you identify yourself in Christ, you identify yourself as a sinner because that's what Christ came. He came to justify us and redeem us. So really when you identify in Christ, you are identifying as a sinner. And I wasn't doing that at that moment. I was identifying myself as a Christian. And so when I failed in that relationship, I absolutely lost my mind because I lost all these things that I had made my identity. And the reason I wanted to bring up my story on this is so many of us do that. And if we put our identities in things, in possessions, um, they're going to fall short. Recently, God put on my heart, and I might have put this in the other podcast, but recently God put on my heart that I needed to start cleaning out stuff. Um, that I had too many possessions. And I remember telling my husband a couple years ago, well, I can't get rid of, I, I have so many hats I wear, literally, but also figuratively. You know, I'm a youth minister. I like LSU. I like Saints. I have all these soccer jerseys. I go to all these different sports events. I need PE clothes. I need church clothes. I need all these things. And what I noticed when I start cleaning out recently is what God was trying to make me do was he was trying to make me clean out these identities. I felt like I needed to be worthy. Um, If I don't wear an LSU, shirt um, to an LSU game, it doesn't change my identity. And if someone cares about that, 
really it has nothing to do with this life it's really not a big deal and so I started getting rid of I mean I had hats from I'm like oh well this one hockey team I like so when they make it to the Stanley Cup I want to have that hat so I could wear it for this picture like what um but that's what we do we have all these different identities and those were literally physical clothes physical hats physical possessions I kept all these costumes because being a teacher I'm like well one time I might want to be this one time I might want to be that and when I started to realize is it added so much unneeded stress and so many false identities and none of those identities truly matter now it's not bad to have hobbies hobbies are good it's not bad to use your talents like I use my athleticism to help others in certain ways um it helped me learn teamwork it helped me learn how to deal with other different types of people um I use the God-given spirit to be a Christian, um, to be one of God's chosen ones. I use that to help other people too. All my gifts are amazing gifts. My social aspect, um, we need people of all kinds. I can't tell you how many introvert friends I need to keep me, you know, calm and help me do all the behind the scene things, but I'm a go-getter and those people are needed too. So all my gifts are good. And the fact that, you know, I can be the tough guy if someone needs me to be in an emotional situation, that's not a bad thing. But the problem is, like I said, I started to identify myself as that. Um, and when you identify yourself as that, when it's taken away, things don't go well. When all those things were taken away, I didn't know who I was. Luckily, even though, like I said, I felt more of a Christian, uh, worldly term than a follower of Christ, I did have God. And so I kept praying and I said, God, you know, I've never been good with self-worth, but I know my identity is found in you and all these things are taken away. I just don't feel like myself. Who am I? And, you know, he gave me the Bible verse is about, you know, we put on a new self and our self is found in Christ and pretty much all those old things didn't matter and that all those other things that I feel I need to do to prove myself don't matter. Um, and the funny thing is the more I cut, I like to call it cut the crap, the more as I cut the crap out, um, my friends love that I was just real about it. That I'm like, you know, they ask me about sports and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I watch sports, but like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And it didn't bother them. When I got rid of those identities, it didn't bother them because they just loved me for me and they still saw the God-given gifts in me. And also when your identity is not found in those things, those things can't disappoint you. So for example, I'm a people pleaser and I still struggle with this. I just did a project and I had to get everybody's opinion. Um, and it's important to get opinion, but I have to like watch it because I don't want to get to the point where, you know, my happiness or my joy is based on what another person thinks. And that's the trap. When we find our identity and what our friends like or what, you know, doing certain things for them, our friends are going to fall short. We talked about it in the Forgiveness podcast. Podcast, they're gonna fall short they're going to make mistakes they are human um, and that's why we forgive and that's why we give grace but if our if we stick our identity on people pleasing we are going to be sadly disappointed because unfortunately we live in a fallen world and people are worried about their insecurities and worldly values and selfishness and we're going to fall short and we're going to get tricked and if you pay put all your eggs in that basket you're going to be disappointed most of the time it's not intentional but sometimes unfortunately um because of comparison and jealousy and all these things that the devil puts in our hearts not everybody's followers of christ sometimes um you know <laughs> I don't want to say it's intentional, but those people might, you know, be trying to harm you in not a good way through their actions because of their envy, if that makes sense. Uh, that might have been confusing. My bad. But hopefully that made sense to you. Anyway, like I said, my point is when we try to, you know, do things to please people, it's not going to end up well. Um, and as someone who's been through high school and been through college, I'll tell you right now, you know, uh, being a soccer player, especially people always wanted me to go to these parties and do all these things. And it's funny because when we talk about it, I didn't go to most of them. I did go to 
some, but I didn't go to most of them. And I actually found, you know, it's high school drama. I found out from my other friends, oh, so-and-so's mad at you because you didn't go to this. And so-and-so's mad. And I remember in college, they used to bang on my door 24-7. You need to go to this party. You need to do this. You need to dance this way. You need to do that. And you need to drink this. And, you know, I stood my ground and didn't go to most of them. Like I said, I went to one or two. Um, But the point is now that we're out of high school and now that we're out of college and I'm still friends with those people, um, none of that matters at all. <laughs> at all. Um, They don't care that I missed that party. They don't care that I didn't go drink. They might have been upset in the moment, but they knew who I was. They knew that I loved them and we got through it. And I also think it's based on, um, you know, they knew that although I didn't always do things that they wanted to do, that I loved them through my forgiveness when they messed up or, you know, when they disappointed me in whatever way. So it was a give and take. But like I said, a lot of us, especially in high school, we think if we don't do certain things that, you know, it's the end of the world. Really, that's just your identity um, in these false things that you feel like you have to look and act and be a certain way to please people. And I'm not saying people won't wa walk out your life. Unfortunately, I've lost people in my life. I wish I hadn't and it could happen, but it's not the worst cost of our identity. It's not uh, worth the cost of your mental health to worry about those people. So I've been talking a lot about identity. Um, and like I said, if you go, I talked a little bit longer, so I'm not going to go too much into Encanto. But if you go watch the movie Encanto, um, the main character, Maribel, she is the only one in her amazing family that didn't get what they would call the gift. One was strong, one was perfect, one could talk to animals, all these different things. One could transform into different people, but she didn't get a gift. And what she had to understand from the movie is that she was the gift. And that is us, that we are the gift. We are chosen by God. God made us uniquely. No one else is just like us and that we are the gift. But she had to learn that. And it was a process and she had to go through, unfortunately, she compared herself to others and we do that all the time and it, you know, kills our self-esteem and it makes us depressed and uh, unhappy. And that's why God calls us not to compare. Um, but she was also comparing the false things. And I think we do that with our identity too. We see these people and we think they have their perfect life. Like I said, um, I went through a lot. I went through um, depression. I went through anxiety. You know, I went through not knowing my identity, different things. And if you look at my family on the surface, like I said, I was a D1 um, soccer player. I have an amazing husband who I think is very attractive. Um, and I have two beautiful children and I have a successful job and um, I'm always happy and smiling and everything else. So if you mapped out what most people want in life, I literally have it, but you could still be upset um, if your identity is not in the right places. So we got to watch these false sense of identities. And that also happens in the movie Encanto. Everybody thinks because Louisa is strong, that that's a good thing or that Isabella is perfect. That's this amazing thing. But as you watch the movie, they start to tell you, you know, that they, you know, Louisa's strong. She feels like she always has to be strong. She, but under the surface, she's not. It reminds me as when I was a kid, when I felt like I had to be tough and couldn't cry and things like that. Um, it, when we put our identity and our worth in our gifts and in our talents, it's going to crush us because then we're going to feel like we have to do things and we have to measure up. And Isabella felt like she always had to be perfect. She couldn't make a mistake. Been there, done that. Um, like I said, I'm a much happier person now that I realize I am a sinner. I made it a competition that you couldn't sin and that you didn't need to grow. 
And that's just stupid. But you know, that's what we do as worldly people. We, you know, we try to take what God said, but kind of run with it in our own spin of things. And that will happen. And so it's seeing that, you know, others that we base identity off of too, don't have it the way we think. Um, and now, like I said, we've been talking a lot, a lot, a lot about identity. Let's get to some scripture that kind of talks about who we truly are. And I kind of, I had some, but I really like this. Um, if you Google Bible studies tools.com, Bible verses about identity and Christ. Um, I loved their scriptures. I really did. Um, I wish I could say I go through the Bible every time and find everyone. Typically, I type in what I want um, and it tells me the chapter and verse because um, I know the truths, but I might not always know the chapter and verse. Wish I did, but just being real. But this one had some solid ones. So John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So identity number one, you're a child of God. Ephesians 1.5, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Again, son of God, daughter of God. Colossians 2, 9 through 10, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So through Christ, you are full. You are complete. Who you are is enough. And he is the head over every power and authority, guys. I mean, that is so powerful. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but whoever's united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Um, that's important to know too. We are one with him in spirit. Even if you fall short, even when you don't feel enough, he will give you the strength just through his spirit. Romans 6, 6, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we no longer should be slaves to sin. So again, you are not your mistakes. That is not your identity. You are not your failures because God knew your failures, sent his son anyway, and he came and died for you. Um, you are not a slave to your sin. Your devil, The devil is going to really make you believe that you are and really hit your insecurities. But sin is done away with. You are no longer a slave to it. Um, old school, Genesis 1, 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So he created you in his image. Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I pointed you as prophet to all the nations. Um, God knows who you are before you were even in this world. And he chose you. And there's this one passage, and I can't remember it, where it talks about, God, would you come if there was only 60 people? Or would you come if there's only 50? And they go down the list. And he keeps assuring, I would come and save for if there was just 10 people, 20 people, whatever it was. Um, and that's what we have to learn to believe in our identity. That God formed us in his he chose us. He appointed us. When we make mistakes, that's not our identity. Our identity is a beloved child of God. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you're the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Who you are matters. Like I said, I am loud and crazy. I just did this big project at my church um, and I have that mind. I look at something and I just run with it. Um, we're doing this thing and most people just put posters up and I decided, oh no, I'm going to make an entire country museum in the library. That's just where my brain goes. But here's the deal. I have that creative mind. I have that go get it attitude. I could do, 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 do. But when it comes to things being cut straight, um, things being organized, nice and neat, you know, like the girl ears had the fancy organized stuff. I suck um, at that point blank. I suck at that. And that's why it's so important when it says that we're part of that body of Christ to remember we're not the only part and we don't have to identify as being everything. Um, it's actually better to identify as you're just a piece 
um, and humble yourself to realize that you're just a piece and that you need others. I could tell you, I couldn't do half of what I did without other people. It wouldn't have came out right because I'm just a piece of the puzzle. We're just one, um, but we're a piece of God's puzzle and we're needed. So if you don't feel needed, if you don't feel your identity, <laughs> you're needed. Whether you're shy, that's needed to mellow me out. Whether you're super organized, trust me, I needed you. Or maybe you're high strung like me. You know, church needs leaders as well. So if you're a leader, high strung person, you got to do, do, do. You're needed as well. Um, You're a part of that body. First Peter's 2, 9, but you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praise of him who called you out of the darkness into the wonderful light. I'm not going to even say anything about that. Go reread 1 Peter 2, 9. Oh my goodness, that is just beautiful. Galatians 3, 27 through 28. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, so if you weren't baptized, go get baptized, has clothed yourself in Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free neither male or female. You were all one in Jesus. So again, it's not based on your identity. Um, back then, Jew and Gentile, you know, if you were a Gentile, you weren't considered as good as a Jew. What God is saying is it don't matter who you are or where you fall on that popularity list or whether you, you know, did a big sin or not, you are God's chosen. You just have to believe. And guys, I just hope you really understand those truths. And there's so many more I could go on for days, but I really did like that one website. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to it because like I said, I went to go look up a bunch of different ones, but they had a bunch of good truths all in one place. But what I want you to understand is um, you can't earn God's love. It was given to you. And so you can't lose your identity because it was freely given to you. Your identity is a child of God. You were justified through him. Um, there was nothing you could do to earn it. It would be like going to court and you were guilty and they say, okay, walk away free um, because someone already served your time in jail. That's what was done for you. You are already justified. So your mistakes is not your identity. You are righteous because God made you righteous. You are holy and you are chosen because God came um, to call and called you by name and gave you a special gift that only you have. Um, and then you are represented through Christ. Like I said, he came, he showed us the way, he defended us, he forgave us on the cross. He, you know, sacrificed his entire self for us. And so we are redeemed through that. So I hope you understand your true identity does not come from your hobbies. It does not come from the talents God gives you and it does not come from what other people say. Your identity is something that cannot be stolen from you because it was given freely to you from Christ. And I hope the more you see that, um, the more you could begin to love yourself and the more you realize, yes, you can use your hobbies and yes, you can wear whatever fancy clothes you want. Um, but if you're wearing certain things to impress others, there's no need for that. It doesn't threaten your identity. If you're, you know, think you have to take certain pictures to go on TikTok or, or Snapchat or do certain things to be cool. God doesn't act for that. God doesn't say you have to explain yourself. God doesn't say you have to have popularity contests. God doesn't say you have to be busy every weekend. If you're sitting at home and chilling and you're peaceful, my goodness, I am so envious because I do not have chill weekends and I want them. Um, that does not define your worth because no one wants to hang out with you. Your worth is found in Christ, in his identity, and he came and he chose to die for you, even with all your sins, even with all your imperfections, even with all your insecurities, so that you can live in that joy and peace and not have the these worries of the world and not have to worry about your identity being threatened because it can't be taken from you. The only thing it could be done is the devil can push your insecurity so where you take it from yourself. But no one can take it from you because it's not theirs to take. Um, it's found in our hearts, um, in the Holy Spirit that is inside us. And I hope that you combat any negative thoughts that come your way and feed on those truths. And if you didn't know those truths, I hope you wrote them down. 
I hope you pray them over yourself and I hope you start to believe them because there's not one person that was created in this world that was an accident. Um, even if your parents did it on accident, you were not an accident. It wasn't a surprise to God. God knew you would be here um, and he gave you an identity. He chose to come and die for you. He chose to give you these things, even though if you look at the Bible from generation to generation, people failed, people fall short, people sin, and he still chose. And that is your identity. I hope you believe it. I hope you speak truth over it. And I hope you live in obedience with God so your true identity can shine and you can get that joy that is better than any false happiness that comes from false identities. I hope this helps. God bless.